0: Dan ba- started baby. off the podcast by touching my leg. Oh, that's, that's going to go right. so so. weird directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's naturally how it goes. Yeah. Uh, before we go into hunting season and forget, I just got to give a quick thank you to a friend at Gumbroker. Yes. Have you been on there shopping for hunting season, Dan?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. I'm still, you know, I tricked out my gun, my thirty thirty last season and then shoot a deer with it. So I'm trying not to <laughs> move on to the next gun. I did look on gunbroker for the um, the new Springfield Waypoint uh-huh. uh, twenty twenty waypoint. They have like a new one with like a backpacker stock and I did peek mm. on Gunbroker gunbroker for those. Um think about how I could afford one of those.
2: But. are they I expensive?
1: Uh relatively you know I think I think for you know the new one has like a carbon fiber wrapped barrel. That
2: doesn't sound cheap.
1: Uh, so if you look at other guns that have that, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. But compared to your traditional Mossberg hunting rifle, it's you know I want to say it's like twelve hundred dollars, maybe a little more.
2: Yeah.
0: I know uh, it's kind of funny because every time we do a no low ballers, the guys are all like. It's like our own time goes up on Gunbroker because everybody starts getting curious about whatever we talked about. Yep, so it's kind of funny.
2: Yep, all the historical guns and stuff we've been going over. It's wild to see all the different things you can buy.
0: How much have you spent on your bow so far this year?
2: Because I feel like year. you were
0: doing a lot of like maintenance and did you upgrade anything?
2: Uh, so I got it restrung, uh, new string, and then the like they did the setup and everything. It's all kind of like a uh, package. I think that was like one one hundred and sixty. I think, and then I had to buy a um, drop-away rest, QAD drop-away rest, and I just got like a hunter one. It's not like a big fancy competition one. It's like $60, so I'm like a little over a couple hundred bucks, and then I bought, I don't know if this counts, broadheads. Does that count? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so curious. that would be another 45 so that puts us at about 250 <laughs> Doing better than you. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I'm I'm zero dollars in the
0: hole on my okay. bow. Okay. so oh, all right. Well, good you just few. jinxed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I I have not spent on anything. Yeah. I just uh. Well, That's good. Well, so the the funny thing, because you guys were kept like trying to get me to go shoot, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know, man. I have I'm, I got to get my sight back on there because I let Matt borrow my sight to go out west last year. Yeah and i had his garmin and then he came back and i took the site that i'd been shooting with all summer and because basically we just never ended up trading back
2: yeah
0: and and then it got to be gun season then i was tagged out so i was done yeah and I, I shamefully had not shot and i'm like dude this is gonna be so hard to get i'm just like it's gonna take me longer than i want to do i've only got like 30 minute windows with just with all the kids activities and stuff right now and i went out in a Threw the sight on. My son came out with me, and I w- he wants to shoot archery next year. So I was showing him some stuff. And, dude, like 30 minutes, I was w- right back in, and yeah. everything was ready. To, which I didn't change anything. So it was the same arrows, same um, broadheads and everything. And yeah. it's like, wow, all right. I was shooting uh, looser groups than I'd like to. That's but I mean, it's still dead deer. Yeah, de- yeah. all of those are dead deer. <laughs> yeah. 30 yards? I have it out to uh, – I had I checked my broadheads out to 25 right now. Yeah. Um, at where I'm hunting right now, sh- I probably wouldn't shoot. There, there's time, like I was telling you guys over the weekend, there's times where I can see deer at 108. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: But there's no good shots really past 25 because they start getting into the tree rows of trees. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I'll tell my story first. Yeah. I'm kind of already Get getting it. it. I'm getting yeah. in it. Let's go. Um, so I, there, I'm hunting a tree farm. And so there's rows of trees, and <clears> it gets into – there's guide wires and there's branches and like to so be talked about later yeah right uh, <laughs> if you can see the uh bruise on my nose we'll get there um but so like I feel like even if I had thought I had a clear shot I probably wouldn't take it because of those guide wires and just there's a lot of stuff that I might not be able to see yeah and the the tree I'm in the branches start to like I'm gonna eventually kind of peek out on how far out I could go yeah so like there's there's one side that I could definitely get out to 30 but I'm like I, every deer that they were coming right through where I hope for perfect. So this long story for anybody, the the, the quick backstory on why I'm hunting at random tree farm in suburbia uh, is my hunting spot. The guy that owns it has let me hunt there for free for five years. And I, a family member wanted to hunt there and they paid for it this year. And uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. And I was very grateful to have even, I've yeah. killed a lot of deer out there. Um, so, I, I had a backup. The, it, some of these guys may have heard me tell the poacher story last year or the year before where I had set up on another tree farm just to to test it out and ended up, um, poachers came in, tore out my blind, were walking around. I had them on camera with shotguns and that that spot just made me nervous. It's like, I don't really want to get in there. If somebody's this protective of whatever, it's not worth it to me. Plus, I didn't have any good deer on camera, really. Like I had a couple... You know three year old eight three and a half year old eight points on there, but it wasn't like it. it's not like I had this freak in there that I'm like, oh, it's worth dying that's <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> you know must be very so, big deer. <laughs> yeah, so the I ended up sitting up at this other one, which is where my son and I have been fishing, and um, you know, I caught a really nice bass over there last year. We've been hanging out over there, he loves going over there, he chased the geese around, and um it's been a fun little spot for us to have access to and i I finally threw up a camera. And dude, my phone goes off just all the time, uh, throughout the day. But what's funny is I'm getting during the day, I'm getting all the guys that work at it there. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in, they're getting, the, taking care of the plants or they're, they're coming in to get a tree to take to, to a client. And the deer are like clockwork because they know that the places it's like, it has human activity on it up until five o'clock,
2: mm-hmm.
0: six o'clock on the money. I, like yep. I, I, on the dot, dude, they start showing up. And so. Uh, I, I knew it was going to be pretty consistent of like, that would be the time just from what I'd seen. What I hadn't thought about is, um, the, the camera set, I've had it set up two different directions now. And I didn't, I didn't realize how far it was not capturing. dude. It turned into a deer party on <laughs> on whatever what was it, Friday or Saturday night. I was Saturday, uh, Saturday yeah, because yeah. the uh, Kentucky was getting demolished by Georgia. Um, mm. So Ouch. the yeah, I ended up not watching the rest of that game. I listened to the radio on the way home, and I was like, ah, I don't need to.
2: Better not. Yeah, turn that let's off. just spare myself.
0: <laughs> um, but dude, I, I so I saw the first deer come in at like a little after six, and I had come up, I set up in a real thin tree with my saddle which i love that you can do that on a saddle yeah and it was perfect um but he came in way down there and i immediately knew what it was i knew it was i have a thicker six point that's kind of got a tight uh rack on him and i was like all right cool first one in i I knew there would be more coming in and i watched him for like 30 minutes and then the uh i've told you guys about this four point i have on that i think is really old He's kind of the boss daddy, and it doesn't really make sense when you look at his rack. It's almost like he's just gotten used to being the boss. Yeah. Because typically when you think of him, like anytime you see him fighting, there's like the big buck is yeah. running off the smaller buck, right? right. This buck doesn't – even when I saw him in person, he doesn't look that impressive on any any account. But he came in, and he was putting the six-point in place. There was a spike – or not a spike. It was like a fork he came in. He's putting him in his place. And I got to watch them spar, and they sparred for like two hours. I could Dang. hear them sparring as they walk down through the trees. And uh, and then there's uh, more deer start coming in. And at one point I had a um, crashing coming into me and I get my bow. I, I, I get ready. I, you know, um have my bow. I'm holding my bow and I see him coming and I knew he was getting ready to hit my scent wall. Mm. And this was so cool. This is the value of urban hunting. I'm like, if he hits my scent wall, he's gone. And mm. I didn't even know what he was yet. I watched him come in. He smelled it and he stopped dead on and looked up and he couldn't really see me very well because there was uh, foliage in between us. And he thought about it and he took off and ran back. He ran about two big jumps and then he thought about it. And he's like, eh, whatever. It's, it was like it's <laughs> they're like, always out yeah, here. Exactly, yeah, exactly, dude. And so he came back and I was like, wow. I don't know if I've ever seen one retreat from a scent wall and then come back to it. Yeah. Um, it, just from like hunting on public or on on private farms, like big farms. And, and so he came back through it and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's uh, a perk right and there. then he, he walked right on I sent you a picture of him under my stand. He ended oh, up walking. Ninth. Yeah. I, I had a, there was a big rock out there that I had that I knew was 15. And he walked right on it. Like I could have, I could have pegged that deer perfectly. Um, but he, he's like a young nine point, And I'm like, dude, he's not even top five that I have on my camera. Yeah. I don't even know if he's top eight. Even Jeez. yeah, he's like nine-point deer. Like I, I beggars can't be choosers. I don't know how many times I'm gonna like, get out. Blah blah blah. All the things telling you you should shoot the deer, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way in the first ninety minutes of hunting, or I guess I've been out there for a couple hours at that point. I'm like there's no way I'm shooting this deer. And so he goes off, and then I think I had nine deer right at sunset that had come through, Jeez. one doe, and only Just one of them bugs. was a tiny buck. The rest of them were decent, you know, between six and nine point bucks. And they were, they would, they'll all be dead deer in December. Like they'd be a dead yeah, yeah. deer in December. Right. I would yeah. shoot any of those at the end of the season. Right. Some guy on go wild even said, he's like, you know, the saying about don't pass on something early that you'd shoot late. And I'm like, yeah. I know man, but it's like first yeah. day out. Yeah. And so I, uh, I start to realize though, that I'm in a bit of a conundrum in that I'm on the back of this property and there are deer everywhere on the way to my car. Mm. And it's getting dark, and I didn't bring a flashlight because I forgot. But then I'm like, I can't use one anyways because right. they're gonna see it. Mm. And so I start thinking about this. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait until they kind of clear out, and then try to go to one edge or another, whichever one I think they're not on. And so, I shooting light ends. Um, actually, right at shoot three minutes before shooting light ends, hear uh, crashing again. But this time it was a doe mm. and two fawns come on out. And I'm like, great, she's going to sit here for forever. I'm going to have to wait on her to mosey on out. Well, she, she gets out pretty quick. And so I quietly drop my bow. And this is two minutes after shooting light ends. My bow hits the ground. And the second it hits the ground, I hear loud crashing. Like, I knew it was a bug. He comes thrashing in. And I see the rack, and my heart didn't jump. Or it's like I. So this
1: is coming from behind you. He can't,
0: yeah. Well, they're from it's kind of like just to my Left right. To side, I can see yeah. him very well. Um, but my heart rate didn't even jump because I had. There's no option to shoot, so it's like uh, I didn't even. I just like yep. That is a big old deer. He comes in. He's got a big body. I mean, I I don't. It's hard. I don't have a scale when I usually weigh him, but I would guess like around here like 180 to a 200 pound deer is a big deer. He was a big deer. Yeah. And he, I see his body and then I see just mass oh, coming man. <laughs> in, dude. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know that I, I have seen him on camera up close. Okay. um, I couldn't really tell how tall he was. Cause, I mean, it's it's dark at this point, but like I can just see the white of his mass come out and he's, he's even got the big neck and it's not even rut yet, but he's got like this big, he just come out like he was the boss. And he walked right up. I'd put a, a scrape with a little bit of buck pee in it, just to get him to stop if I wanted to shoot, in case they were coming through there. He did it perfect. Mm. You know, if I was an unethical turd, I could have, <laughs> I could have popped this thing. He was at 15 yards. He stopped on my scrape and he sniffed it for a bit, and then he walked on out like oh. super confident. But I was like, I was excited because I'm like, dude. I mean, I've, i and I knew I probably had a trail camera picture of him, but it's not, it's blurry, oh. and it doesn't. I saw him in person. And the the picture, it's like you, I this just not. I'm gonna have to go and see if I can get the video and see if I can see a little bit better yeah. of what he was. Yeah. But he walks out, and I'm like, okay, um, I gotta wait on him to get out now. And then another doe comes out. Jeez, so at dude. that point, there's 13 out here somewhere that I've seen come in, and I'm, I'm like, I got I got a ninja sneak out of here. So I come down, and I I cross the gravel to get to the grass, and I'm walking in that, and it's pretty quiet. Uh, but then I get to the far corner which and then I've got two tenths of a mile walk to my car and I bust out three deer that I didn't know were in there so there's 16 deer now oh that were gosh. in there and I I think two of those were bucks from what I could see running away from me um, but they go crashing over the fence and then I'm like all right I gotta get more in the I, I just completely I I thought there wasn't God wires over here and so I I start walking through this one part and I'm I wasn't walking super fast, but I was trying to, you know, get out of there unnoticed. Um, And so didn't want to like linger. Uh, I'm like, okay, I just, I just blew them out. I've got an open shot over to my car. I'm going to kind of mosey on out of here. Dude, I hit a guide wire with my eye and I hit it so hard. It ripped my contact in half on my (sighs) left side. (laughs) And it, it, my, my, I had a big, like a pinky size welt on my eye right here. Uh, so I couldn't see anything out of my left eye until I got to the car and I was able to get the contact out. Um, <laughs> and, but I'm like, dude, this is nuts. Like this was the first day it's, it's only going to get better over the next two weeks yeah. because the, the that was right at the front end of this cold front mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that cold. Now uh, once they get moving, I'm, I'm super pumped up. dude. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'll get, a decent buck. I think um,
1: – So, is that one you saw last night? Is that your new target buck?
0: He's not even a target dude. Mm-hmm. He, I've got two or three on camera that would make him look like a no-brainer to not shoot. Um, but the none of them are, like, super, super beefy – Like, that that one had mass to him. But, like, they're not like um, – You know, I've seen some of, like, Zach's deer, uh, is Like, it's not, I'm not saying there's anything like that. But for a dude like me, like, this – this over here was last year's, I think uh, I've got that one on the wall up there is pretty beefy for like, that's probably the thickest mass I've got. Um, but I've got at least three that would make that one look like a little tiny, you Jeez, know, man. I mean there there's, I'll show you, I, I probably sent you a few, but, and I was talking to Mike Larson about, it. he's like, dude, you're kind of sitting on the sweet honey hole. Um, yeah. Cause they're all, co- there's that pond in there mm-hmm. and um, they're all at congregating in there. And, there are other ponds in the area. It's just not a lot, though, and and I've got all the does coming in there, um, and it's it's just like this natural spot because there's houses, mm-hmm. and so there's this natural trail that they're kind of walking through, uh, in the evening, and and the the other benefit is they there's no timing issue because they're not going to be there during the day. Yeah. Right. They've, they've yeah. learned to not come in there during the day. So it's kind of fun. I, uh, you know, I, I do wish I had my spot that I could have normally done because it's super fun to be out in the woods and feel like, you know, you feel like you're a little more challenged. And I've got a public spot I might do in rifle because I can't hunt rifle at this spot. But, dude, it's just it's, – it's a different nut to crack than what I'm yeah. used to. And um, I'm, I'm excited about trying to figure it out. It'll be interesting to see – how much their behavior changes, you know, versus, mm-hmm. you know, because gun season a lot of times out where I hunt, it's crazy. I've heard 200 shots in a day and they'll get real scattered out. So that won't happen here. So that'll be cool to see if like, uh, if that happens. And then also like, I've kind of thought about like, there's so much noise here. I wonder if I can even hunt the rut like I normally would with calls, you know, because yeah. I, I mean, dude, I'm hearing radios. I'm hearing people talking. There was a bonfire going, there's motorcycles so and
2: crazy.
0: it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's truly weird. Um, but I'm like, I don't even know how effectively I could call uh, with all this suburban noise going on. There's lawnmowers, yeah. but they don't care. They don't care yeah. about any of it.
2: Yeah. No, that's that's the crazy thing. Like, Seek 1, like, their whole way they roll, like, you might be watching them a little bit this season to try to pick up some of their cues. Yeah, of, Like I know, how right. They, like, that, it's just, it's like a very it seems like small group of people that get to hunt like that real urban setting like it's not I th- well i think more people could unlock these kind of opportunities yeah um, they have a whole like Seek class one, on yeah, it. Seek yeah One's
0: like the you know they <coughs> have really built up a, a process for knocking on doors you know yeah. i mean they go on road trips and target areas and they'll go knocking and explain what they do and Anybody yeah. could do that. Just most people don't want to.
2: Seems I, like them now, though, they're getting calls of like, "Oh, hey, yeah. there's this donkey in the cemetery. <laughs> like, you need to, yeah, you know. I uh,
1: yeah. read this article, and I'll probably get all the details wrong, but in some anti-hunting city state, I want to say it was Baltimore, but it was somewhere northeast, and they have a, a park, like a uh, um, Cherokee Park-type urban park that's real nice. And I want to say it's like a 20- twenty or maybe a hundred acre park and they say they have like a herd of like four hundred deer that are just like demolishing it and just go around as a pack and so they're opening it up for a quota uh, archery hunt and almost like a depredation hunt. Uh and so they're like taking applications and they're like they've never seen so much people apply for it it'd be like shooting fish in a literal barrel
0: so well that's the funny part of this my buddy called me last week freaking out he's like dude they're shredding our trees right now can you come out here and help i'm like i i got a cap on one buck dude so like i i can try but like you kind of have to have somebody else help i'm
1: surprised his workers don't want to do it
0: well so he's got some teammates that they think their spouses might come out. Mm. But I told him about those permits, and he's looking into it. Um, he's like, whatever we got to do. Uh, whatever we got to do to get them out of here. What permits? Um, like like a depredation permit to where you can – you said depredation. I, said I say depredation. I say everything wrong, so now I'm questioning how uh-huh. I've always said it. But Depredate.
1: I, Yours sounds more correct.
0: I don't know. But the it's basically a permit that if they're destroying property, you can apply with the state, and you can take them off as long as they're destroying property. But I was walking out on saturday and i mean i saw what he was talking about i mean and and we're just getting i told him i said this is only gonna get worse i said i and i don't know the answer to this it'd be interesting if some go wild members who are smarter would tell me i said from what i've seen i would leave the trees that they're already rubbing in place and don't try to deter them from those trees anymore because they're going to they're going to rub and they typically will refresh those so if it were me, I wouldn't try to prevent it at this point because they're just going to start tearing up other trees. I think. I don't know, but that was yeah. what my gut said. But you know, in the woods, like they typically are hitting the same spots.
2: Well, the the concern, I guess, would be like a rub line. Like if they uh, started, they have a rub line, so they have but, but, a rub line already. But they're
0: but they're hitting the very, same ones. They already had. Yeah, they're basically coming on. I saw on the outside of the the row I was walking. Now on it was interesting though. It's not trees like you would see in the woods because they have those protected. They have um, like a, some kind of barrier around them that w- was enough to deter a rub. But it's happening on like their shrubs and stuff. And and, and I've even seen it on their evergreens over there. Um, uh-huh. Like the small uh, green giants, you know what that tree uh-huh. is? Yeah. I've seen them clean a foot off of a green giant tree, which is not typically a tree that they, I feel like I would have seen in the woods because it's like harder to get to. Usually, that's like an opportunist, right? They're, they're gonna pick a convenient tree, and I would, I wouldn't say like cleaning off a eight inch section of an evergreen like that's. I don't know. I just haven't seen that as much yeah. in the woods. It's usually like there's this opening spot where they can get to it really good, and they're gonna shred all the bark off of that side. Yeah. But they've taken limbs off of these things. They can't sell these trees anymore. Huh. So th- it's costing them. I mean, yeah. these trees are hundreds of dollars a piece. Yeah. And they're they're hitting. Dozens of them in this tree farm.
2: Oh, yeah. Old Brad might be shooting a couple bucks out there. I mean, I was like, if you get, <laughs> you get it. it, well,
0: then I was like, dude, I don't even have the freezer space. But I was like, I don't know, somebody over here, for like, the or well, whatever. or or like the office. Um, yeah. And I told them, I was like, if you want to get it processed, I could throw the leg in the freezer and you can take it down or whatever. I was like, I'm not processing you know all these deer to hand out to your office but i'll take it to my guys you know
2: so that's that's how that works Then, like he could like he could have you out there and say like here's one of my depredation tags or here's three of my depredation tags, and you could kill multiple bucks in a year. I
0: briefly read on the state website, and um, I w- if he gets this done, I will definitely check okay, it because I don't yeah. want to screw this up. No. But um, it looks like it's up to the landowner. If the landowner has the tag, they you have a right to take as much as you need to. That makes me kind of wonder. Do you
1: have to? Uh, I mean, I'm, I understand morally, we wouldn't kill a deer without consuming it. But do you have to? Could you theoretically I don't know. have? where you just leaving them out in a field uh, I don't know I don't know uh
0: con- i I honestly don't know the law around that but mm. um I almost
1: like a predator sort yeah, uh, of yeah
0: I don't know who in the right mind would leave delicious venison laying out but um yeah yeah I don't know the answer to that but I mean I told him if I if we end up in that situation and he wants me to come out and try like like had I shot that nine. If I, if I had one of those tags, I probably would have, right? Because right. it's like, why not? I can come yeah. back and try again. And I'm helping him. Like, yeah. dude, they're so overpopulated there. I mean, it was nuts yeah. um, just in the small time frame. I mean, from 6 to 750, I got 16 deer on top of me. Well, and yeah.
1: thank goodness he hasn't fenced it in because that would seem like kind of – an investment that would pay for itself It would have to be a, a really seasons. tall fence. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would have to be a tall fence, and plus, you got so many people. I imagine during the day, they just leave the gate open at the front. And-
0: yeah, you could do. You can do it. Um, actually, I was driving over by, um, over through the area over here next to, on a way to a Cub Scout meeting, and um, there's a farm over there in Anchorage that has farm. They've fenced in a high fence, eight foot tall, all the way around, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. They're trying to keep the deer out. Hmm. they, they may end up doing that over here. Uh, yeah. but the problem, I mean, fences get holes. I mean, they, they, they have a fence on one side and it's, you know, it's kind of trees have fallen on it and everything. And it is, it is a tough battle.
2: Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder about that farm that we hunt in Indiana. Like they, they're wanting us to kill, you know, as many, as, as many deer as we can ourselves and then bring like people out there to do the same. And they factored up, I haven't seen the number, but they factored up like how much money, and damage deer to their property every year, and it makes me they wonder can, like they could apply. They uh, could pretty much every
0: state's got some kind hmm. of permit like that. What'd you get into?
2: Uh, well, we went out there um, Saturday, same day you went hunting. Just with the cold front coming in, we were trying to make Friday evening work, but that's just just not really. Uh, it wasn't feasible, so um, we went out Saturday evening, and it really kind of worked out that it didn't get very cold Friday night. Like, I mean, it was maybe 50s. Yeah. Like, um I, it was like I was cold
0: i was cold because i only had a hoodie on uh, friday night yeah yeah it was but probably like
2: 70s down to 50s it
0: went it was a pretty big drop and it was super windy
2: yeah and then saturday went from like 70s down to like low 40s yeah and it basically dropped i forget i mean it was like 10 12 degrees in like 40 minutes yeah. or something like that between i think it was like 6 p.m and like seven that's what,
0: I went from sweating to cold
2: yeah and it was tough like so we went out there and we we hiked in and set up kind of on the same like soy field um I was on one part looking into the woods and then looking out over the soy and then he was in kind of like a peninsula where he could see kind of both sides um see out into like two different soy fields uh, really only had a good shot at, at one. Um, especially just with archery. Uh, so we were trying to get, like, hu- basically we were hunting like soy edges, and then I was hunting kind of like a corner in the woods a little bit. Um, and really just out there, we got up at like 3:45, and the whole play was like, hopefully it gets hot from like 6:45 to like you know 7. I think we had till like 7:49 or something yep. like that. So that last like hour or whatever and the wind was like perfect when he got when we got out there um but then like slowly i mean it was swirling a lot it was not like a good consistent wind and mm-hmm. um it finally temperature started dropping and started kind of like feeling and looking really deary um we were kind of getting excited there at the end but i only ended up seeing one doe like out of range in the field um and didn't have any really like work that field edge that i needed him to work if it was gun season it would have been a poke but I mean it could have been you know maybe possible but just with archery obviously trying to get close we didn't have a neither one of us had a shot um and I had just like the worst set ever like I did I'm using these new like uh am still daisy chain ropes instead of my normal just like regular rope tie half hitch knot and all that stuff and the am still worked fantastic on the sticks and i had tried like practice with my platform like on the ground like i didn't climb all the way up and do the whole thing i was just like okay i see how this works and i was having a really hard time like getting it to to be like steady against the tree like it just had like a lot of play yeah. like a lot of flex and when you're I was standing using on it. a
1: predator platform
2: yeah um and so i kind of I, climbed, like, I was having a hard time finding, like, a really good tree, and so it was one of those situations where I'm like, all right, this one has, like, the best shooting lanes. It's not perfect, but I can make it work, and so, like, it was set up, like, basically where I wanted to put my platform. There's, like, a branch coming off at, like, the exact height that I wanted to put my platform, and then go up, like, two feet, and there's a branch off the back, like, about where I wanted to put my tree tether, um, and so I'm, like, up there having to kind of, like, Manage around this giant limb in the way of trying to get this new Amsteel rope on the platform that I'd never used like that before. And I just struggled for like 15 minutes and just like could not get it. I'm like starting to sweat and getting pissed. And I actually ended up climbing up on it and I got on it and was standing there and I was like, nope, 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 (laughs) nope. Like it was flexing and i was like that was and i truthfully kind of started rational rationalizing a little bit i'm like i'm not gonna move that much like i'll probably <laughs> yeah, be right. fine you know and as soon as i did it i was like the fact that you're doing this right yeah. now like you need to get down so i got down and i brought my cam strap just in case it didn't work and so i dug that out and then end up just using that why would you on. change your strap it's just like if you can if if i can figure it out it's really fast like because it's literally just a daisy chain and you literally go around the tree and then you put it on the post and then it's it's done you don't have to tighten it or do any of the stuff like that that you have to do with the cam strap um it's lighter uh, but to be honest like i don't really care like it's not i'm not too worried about weight i'm not going 16 miles back it's 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 fine um so it's just more of like a speed thing convenience thing where i could just i always hate having that cam strap up there and having to like reach around the tree or do whatever to like get and like actually pull and cinch it down and get it into like a tight position so i was like all right i'm just gonna use this am steel and i just i couldn't get it to work and i think the big problem was that big limb in the way and me not having a bunch of experience with it so i'm gonna try again uh and just keep bringing the cam strap in case you know i can't use it i can at least safely put it up there but yeah. So then it was at like, I still had like a weird angle, with the platform. So like my calves are super sore, yeah. <laughs> like from, uh, being that my back is all sore and my neck was really <laughs> sore. Cause I hadn't been in a saddle
0: in yeah. a year and it took me, um, probably 25 minutes to get everything. Cause I was kind of uh going up the tree and i I went up first too high and i was like i i had a branch right up my head and i was like i come back down had to drop a, a stick down and just constantly you know re-deciding where i was going to go up that first time
1: so how do you i uh, was at brain and i were talking about this this morning how what is your posture in the tree when you're not you know prepared to shoot like you don't see a deer you know no deer around you're just hanging out. i have to change it all the time like I'll, I'll sit for maybe half an hour to
0: an hour one way and then i'll adjust it tighten it up and have it so i'll, I'll first kind of really be sitting in it with my knees in the tree
1: so you're putting your and, knees together up yeah against and i the, have
0: some knee pads that i picked up online just cheap ones that work fine um and then i will uh once once that starts to get to me because what what I find is that starts to cut into my like it's almost like nerve pain. That's what oh, you Hip Pinch. Yeah, I get I get pinched, and then I will uh, let out slack of my uh, tree line, and then I will like kind of like sofa it a little bit more. Do you use a recliner? I don't, but my I think my seat might be a little bit bigger than some do, of the seats you guys you, use.
1: Do you use a recliner? Yeah, that I was I biggest, didn't use it last time. That was the I, biggest so. difference for me. I got the trophy line one that's a little bit uh, thicker than the tethered one. Man, it makes a huge... Well,
0: that's what difference. I have, so maybe it is a recliner. I, I wouldn't have thought it was, but... Uh, I mean,
1: you know, the separate recliner thing that Oh, in, like Oh, it's a separate... Like, no, okay, no, I don't
0: have that. Mm. Um, but that's not really as much... My issue is the weight on the seat that usually starts to
1: pinch, like the yeah. hip pinch, as you said. Do you ever, because I do this, do you ever, what I like to call koala bear, <laughs> the tree... <laughs> He's telling me about this this morning. Where you just, like, I'll have my pack in front of me, uh, on the tree, my backpack strapped to the tree, and then I'll put one leg on either side of the tree, almost like I'm a koala bear hugging the tree. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, sometimes I'll put my arms up on my pack, you know, and the the trunks two inches I from just, my face. I just, I just got a of visual around. of walking up on you in the woods like this. Just like no, a little, just I like haven't a done koala that. Bear. Well, I
0: mean, listen, I'll try anything because I I do get um, I do find that this. I mean, there's just no question to me on like a long sit. The saddle is not as comfortable on a long day. Like no. I just don't think it's. No. There's no way you could say it is um, as comfortable as like a, a buddy like stand, a ladder stand. Yeah, a ladder or stand. Or like like, yeah. like you know, a padded ladder stand is totally comfortable. But yeah. but, but koala
1: bears look comfortable. Listen, <laughs> it's true. It, I, yeah, They've I got hear it you. Figured out.
0: I'm not. I'm not even judging this yet. I'll try it this. <laughs> yeah, week can't and, make fun of it until you give it a shot. No, but I, I'll do something kind of similar though, where I will shorten up, get myself close to the tree. And if I'm cold, I'll do this. Or if I just need a new position, I'll tuck my arms like, kind of like you're folding your arms like you were standing. Put my hands in my armpits, and I'll just lean against the tree like mm-hmm.
1: that. Have you ever fallen asleep in the saddle? I've fallen asleep, not nodded off, but uh, like, but like you know. And then you're like, oh, it's twenty minutes after the last time I was in <laughs> <laughs> <No>, my <laughs> I, I've I never have. I don't know. I've done it as a koala bear too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just imagine walking up on dance snoring hanging from a tree big bug walking right by yeah oh i uh i left my stuff out there oh okay um, nice you, like what all did you leave your platform your sticks <laughs> all of it but one stick the stick i didn't use i brought back but the reason is because the noise i couldn't get down i was like there's no way i'm getting all this stuff mm-hmm. off this tree mm-hmm um not that it's super loud i actually think it's way quieter than a climber stand obviously oh yeah but i mean these deer there's deer 20 yards from me when i came down Mm -hmm. and i got out of there without them noticing but yeah um there there was just no way i was taking all that off so i had already kind of there's only one other tree that i would probably hang in and it is where 70 percent of the deer came out but the two shooters came out under my tree so mm-hmm. i don't know that could just be coincidence. could be coincidence but um i'm not i'm gonna go at least one more time there and the other thing is the wind if it's similar it was at least blowing back towards the houses to where i have you know i mean those those two i did i didn't mention the doe but i had a doe do the exact same thing on the wind uh, scent line and she she ran off and then came back. Um, but it's it's at least got more of a chance to get back to those houses versus if I'm set up in the middle, I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's going to spread everywhere in there. Yeah, yeah. So.
2: yeah, I mean, I've left my saddle set up in a spot for like a week. I mean, like you know, some guys leave it much longer than that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, don't I wouldn't want to
0: leave it out like in the sun uh, for obvious reasons because of the ropes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I was like, man probably talking about the next month uh just been there i think it's fine um i
2: would assume i don't know i wouldn't advise anybody else on what to do in that situation but no i've left hang-ons in trees for whole seasons yeah. and like a i mean i still got a climb and
0: stand out in shelby county so somebody <laughs> go pick that up <laughs> maybe that's the one you've been
2: walking by that's, what no, I was, that's of that kind of me. what i was <laughs> thinking
1: was how many people you know get, next season comes like, an opportunity to hunt how many people What's the ratio of people who are like, oh, I gotta go back to this other property, hike in, pull down the old stand, or just like um, that stands just kind oh, of five I've seen. So well, it's
2: illegal to leave. It is uh, on public. Permanent stands
0: out on public. Yeah, mine's on private yeah yeah you yeah. Can do the one
1: the one that was on the lane between the lakes i saw was a climbing stand yeah I which mean, i, I, I guess seen, you should be fine i don't know it if room. it's permanent if that's technically permanent or not y- you can't leave anything You're not, you'd
2: be considered littering i guess right yeah. leave it on the you ground you can't leave anything yeah, I guess that's true um, yeah
0: yeah the, uh, yeah the benefit to pub uh private is i can screw into the tree yes Ooh, that yeah, is yeah. that is great so I'll i have, have i have two hooks yeah.
2: I, my whole setup's. Th- i mean i will be in that tree and like Five minutes next time. Yeah, dude, I thought about for my grandpa's getting some of those uh screw-in steps. You know, mm, like yeah. those little. I think they look like kind of like a triangle or whatever, and you just pop, 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 pop every other foot up. Do the tree. you still
1: have your ground blind that the poachers? No, it got stolen.
2: With? It got stolen. Three
0: hundred fifty dollar blind. Gun. Wait, it got stolen. I thought it just got it either, ripped up when well, on. it did. I knew it, it got one time on. the, the wind got it, and I don't. I think, I think they probably the stole it. No, because the wind, it would have caught oh, it. Oh, I remember that because you
1: borrowed paracord from me once, right? Yeah. Or was that you? I don't know. Um, I got my own paracord. I don't borrow paracord well, from you. Dude. You literally just bought paracord. I, uh, <laughs> to Cabela's today. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: uh, I don't know. I, I I may have borrowed it. Oh, I think I did borrow it to tie it because I yeah, didn't have enough to tie down. I was trying to, like, anchor it. Yeah, and you're um, at the office.
1: You're like, oh, i got to go tie down my – yeah, like my st-
0: yeah. Well, I I first when I went out there, I thought the wind had got it, but I'm like, I would see it. There's a fence, like it couldn't have rolled.
1: Because too- your property seems like it'd be a really good spot for that. Where if you set it up,
0: oh, I'm gonna build. I already talked to them. We're gonna build a permanent blind out there. Yeah. If you Ooh. if you set it
1: up, deer would be used to it in a week.
0: That's what I told him because he started. He's like, you can build it now. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, these deer are used to people, but I think putting. I said if we put a blind up, and I'm pretty sure this is true. I said if we put a blind up now they may start coming into the property on a part that's harder for me to hunt them. And so like, they're going to go away from the blind that we built. They'll start coming in on another corner where I may not have a tree or something to get to them. Like we have them coming where I need them. I have everything I need to kill them. Let's not build a blind right now. Yeah. But I told him I'd come back in the summer and throw one up. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to go.
2: Yeah. That get a crossbow. I know. I pop them across the whole property. Yeah.
0: Well, dude, I mean, like I said for 20 yards, it's not hard to get, ready on a compound That'd
1: be the most unsatisfying hunt is a honey hole at a landscape place with a cross
0: pound I, I mean i shot a deer in texas over corn and it was like feeding dogs uh, i mean it really was the, the it, part of it was easy. it was like a
1: make-a-wish hunt
0: you know they they like they literally you know your dog hears the dog bowl and comes running they went out with the truck he had a feeder on the front of it and it was like Brr. And then he takes the truck away, and within 40 minutes, we had all these deer standing there in front of us eating the corn. Wow. Um, And I'm not knocking the Texas guys uh, because I even told those guys, I was like, I don't know how else you would hunt this here because they're in cacti, thick stuff, like you can't get to them. Right. And I remember when I was butchering that deer, I was pulling barbs out that were like inch and a half long in their legs. Like they were in some thick, nasty stuff. And that's how you get them to come out. And I'm like, I don't judge it. And, I mean, it was a fun experience all the same. It was something different. It tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's totally different than, like, where I thought mm-hmm. I was going to end up because I, I was still, up until a few weeks ago, I thought I was going to be on public in Kentucky. I mean, So, I, is your
1: rifle hunt, is it down in coal country?
0: Yeah. Okay. I've got a spot down there that is probably stupid, but I think, I don't know. I don't know if I would hunt. It's a good spot for, like, archery. It would make me a little nervous for gun just been down there. On, it's too accessible. It makes me a little nervous that it's so accessible. Not from pressure, but for safety.
2: Mm.
1: Did I tell you that I got into the Taylorsville Lake quota hunt? Yes, because you were telling me you got into the waterfowl twice. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, yeah. (laughs) So you had two opportunities.
2: Yeah, last year we had – so Derek had a group already. It was him and Bardo and Quentin. Um, And those three have, like, I don't know for how many years, but been put in for this uh, duck hunt um in kentucky it's like one of the best places to to go and uh it's like points based so like it's points based and then if one guy gets drawn he can bring three people with him so they like we're like if we could get one more person to join in then there's four of us and if any one of the four of us get drawn each okay, year then that means we can all go that was so last year one of one of the four of us got drawn and so all of us got to go duck and we were like whoa this is awesome uh, so I got a point last year. I only got a point this year. But two of the four guys this year got drawn to do the quota. So now we get the way it works is you. They pick, got eight guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different dates. Oh. So you get you have to that's pick, cool. You have to pick two days, and then so now we have two days in December and two days in January. I thought we were getting invited. <laughs> well, it depend if people can't. Uh, just kidding. It's possible we have some people that may not be able to go. So it's like. You know, we could Have bring you been along. on
1: hunting? Der- yeah. Derek one. makes it sound horrible. Like, well, everything <laughs> I hate about hunting is I, like, oh, yeah, you wake up super early. It's freezing cold. And then the way he describes it is if it's a good hunt, you're done in about five minutes. Like, first light, shoot two yeah. birds, and then you leave. And if well. they
0: if they fly off you you may or may not see anything the rest of the day yeah, yeah.
1: which is how well, most hunts around
2: here it's it's like a totally different experience like all the people that are like major duck hunters that like are super stoked on it follow the migration pattern like down from freaking Canada to Louisiana and like have a whole you know, they may not, like, follow it all the way, all the way, but they keep track of, like, where they are, and they, like, set up, you know, we're going to this Airbnb, or we're going to go hunt with this guide, or we're going to go do, you know, we got property here, here, and here that we can go hit, or, you know, you live in one of those states, and so you just keep track of when the flyway is going to be active, and you, you know make your plans that way over here we don't really have major flyways and stuff like they do over there that are just rolling over consistently and so it's really difficult and so most duck hunters around here are like sad boys when you talk to them they sound like old war vets or something it's like it's just hard out there you know uh but derek's going up to north dakota on that he's doing he's doing the thing that like actually on youtube if you go watch like north dakota duck hunting that time of year i mean it's just like and, nuts
1: and Derek will be back tomorrow to tell us about his bear hunt yeah um,
2: yeah he's deer and bear hunting right now
0: Larson I went up with Larson a few years ago and goose hunted I admit just thought of him because he was posting on go wild this morning about his goose that he was smoking up mm. um and that was fun I think it's the only time I've goose hunted was with with Mike
1: I, I like a goose hunt
0: yeah I, I mean it was fun it was it's like it reminded me a lot of dove hunting because there's a lot of BS and, and then somebody sees a bird and it's like everybody gets quiet yeah um
2: that's like duck hunting too. Yeah, that's like when we yeah. were down there. I, it's that's, a blast. Yeah, You're duck hunting.
0: I think I've I I haven't bird hunted a ton. I've dove hunted a bunch, but I haven't waterfowl a ton. Um, there's there's things I like about it a lot. I still think like I don't think I could get into it the way that guys do. It's so freaking expensive compared to everything else.
2: Yeah, it's expensive. It's tough if you don't have a dog like yeah. with you. You know, uh, the but, the whole
0: time we were with Mike, um, his buddy brought out all the decoys, and I'm just sitting there, told, right. told up in all my head. I'm like. This guy's got a side-by-side, side, a trailer, like, four grand worth of decoys. I mean, it's like you are deep.
2: Yeah. And like yeah. I told
0: you, I ha- I didn't even spend a dollar besides my license. Yeah. This is going to be the cheapest meat per pound. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, the the cool thing about that one hunt we go on is, like, uh, not that many decoys required for these types of spots, but it's, like, all fixed blinds that are out there. And I think this year is the first year you're allowed like to Like, provided
1: by the state? Like, like they're built public there. Public blinds? Yeah,
2: well, for the people that get drawn or whatever. Um, and so you just get to go out there and you just, you know, it's a lottery each morning. So you go up and, like say, game if ordinary. I got drawn, you go into this room and you say, like, it's me. I'm the guy that got drawn. They're like, okay, here's your lottery ball. Uh, you write down the number and they put it in a little tumbler and everybody does that. And then. There's even people that'll like show up that haven't gotten drawn. But if there's if they run out of people that got drawn, they go to people that didn't, and you can put your name in the hat for that day. It's um, a big commitment for a maybe. It is, dude. <laughs> it is, yeah. Especially for us, dude. It's like hours to drive. It's like but people it's like that live around the there do it all the DMV and maybe not getting your license renewed. Exactly what it's like. But then you, so then it's like uh, elimination. You like first guy comes up, it's like I want to hunt this unit or whatever okay so nobody else can pick that one each one like has its own yeah. blind and there's a map and it shows this is where the blind is. This is you're hunting over like dry ag or wet ag or you know whatever it is and then Derek last time we were down there's like calling locals on like you know which one and so you kind of have like a strategy of this is my one two and three that I want to you know draw or whatever it's a it's a cool experience um but for us it's like a lot easier than like Derek has told me some stories of him hunting. I think it's Texas or Oklahoma where they like slog through, yeah, like thigh high water and muck for like four miles into this spot, and they shoot a lot of ducks, but. It's like you're slogging through ice and water. It's a terrible. We were just like a tenth of a mile into this fixed blind and get in there and hang out. <laughs> Those hunts are always fun it.
0: to tell about later, but when you're living it, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolute no. hell. Type two no. fun. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah and and sure. it's
1: once in a lifetime fun. You're never like, let's do that again next year. Oh, I don't know.
0: I don't know, that. That. man. Me and Derek were that bear last year. You, that, you would do that
1: again this season? Yeah.
0: I've actually, th- I've, I mean, I, there's an open invite from Chris. I'm trying to get Braden and Jacob to go or you or somebody like to go and do it and i'm like i don't know i'd probably go even though I'm, I'm like last man on the totem to shoot one but it was so fun fun like air <laughs> quoting everything was fun up until like that four hours where Derek and i were like we're so screwed and then we hated our life until we got back to the truck and then they're handing us beers and it's like yeah this is awesome again it's great it's like running the marathon dude i, I, yep. I drew that analogy this weekend because mm-hmm. chicago was this weekend and i it's like the nine-year anniversary of me almost dying at the chicago marathon i was thinking about it but there's there's like three points in my life that I've had that thought of like I'm so stupid why do I do that to myself and it's marathons hunting in extreme cold and then startup life
2: yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of parallels yeah we were for talking sure. about that at lunch of just like why like how good hunting is for us like the you got to have some amount of like struggle yeah we were yeah.
1: talking about we were talking about just student math scores and how everyone's failing math, and he was talking about how Bill Gates is trying to make math fun and easy. It's like, well, kids have to have something that's hard and difficult. You can't just have, like, everything through your life be easy. And we're like, hunting for us is kind of introducing something hard, you know, where you're kind of out in nature and it's on you to be successful or not. And I think you kind of need that in your life. I
0: think you need that in your life. and But it does need to be something that, like, you have a chance at being good at. Like, yes. I, people that make their kids grind it out through sports for year after year when there's, like, obviously no hope that the kid wants to do it. They don't have a gift to do this. Uh, and they think they're going to, like, hone them in to be a pro player. Like, I know a lot of people that do that to their kids. And I'm like, that kid is never going to play whatever this sport is. Like, you could just see it. They right. hate it. They, they, they're they there for social hour, and that's it. Uh, versus, like, when you find – I'm, I'm kind of going through this with my son because he's in all the things right now and there's some clear paths that he shouldn't do, uh, like baseball. Like, he wanted to go back to baseball this year. I was like, dude, let's just talk. Like, let's be real. Like, you're really good at percussion. You're pretty good at soccer. I think he's got some promise on basketball, but baseball ain't it, man. Like, we we got to just, like – we got to pick something and try. Because if you're going to put all that time into it and effort and, like – I don't know, I I feel like there's a – like struggling for struggle's sake is not what we're talking
2: about. That's Strug- what Victor, Victor Frankel talks about. That as soon yeah. as suffering and struggle loses its meaning, it's when people yeah, just yeah, like hope. what struggling exactly? Like, the there's goal. there's no outcome from that that
0: my kid comes out of the, I, I, this and is is a great baseball player. Yep. But he's really talented with percussion, and like I said, he's okay with soccer and some of this other stuff. So it's like, yeah, let's keep doing it. But I don't know. I think uh, adults do this to, to themselves too.
2: One hundred percent.
1: But that's what hunting is what is is a struggle where you're most likely going to be unsuccessful yeah. yeah well I mean it depends I mean you're hunting over corn or uh,
0: well <laughs> I think but that's what's fun about hunting is you know when I first started I was hunting with someone else and I thought it was easy because I was with a guy that mm-hmm. was showing me how to do it and I was like yeah man I get this you like go in you look for some deer sign you set up over the deer sign you shoot the deer because that's what I did and then when I had to do it myself I'm like oh my god this is way harder I'm on public land now and like I And then I remember the first, that that deer down there was the first deer I killed by myself. Um, And I got a reward from that. And then you do naturally, I've talked to Mia Anstein about this. She's a great guide. She was on Restless Native a long time ago. One of my favorite people in the hunting industry, just super sweet to talk to, but an, an insane badass. Like, and she's talked about this. She says you, there are levels to which you, you go through this. Like once you have accomplished a level, you generally don't want to just do that again, right? Like you're always trying, like once you get to this 200 inch deer, you're like, man, that was crazy. I am gonna, I did that with a gun, though, and now I want to do it with a uh, bow. And now I don't want to do it with a compound bow. I want to do it with a trad bow. And, like, there's always a way to, you know, challenge yourself more. I don't I don't think anybody – And then, or and then you're like Clay Newcomb. And it's like, man, I'm really good at killing bears. I bet I could kill two bears in two different states in two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there's yeah. always a new way to challenge yourself. Yeah. And that's what I think is so cool about it is because we could all sit around with s- different skill levels, and I can identify with – your like your pains even if i haven't been there or not yeah, cold it's, is cold we all know yeah. what it's like to be cold or scouting sucks or or like it's hard or whatever you yeah. know whatever the challenge is i feel like that's that is one cool thing about it is you can unite around that
1: well cool what do you guys got going on next weekend i'm going back out to land between the lakes Dude, do I'm, some more scouting
0: i'm uh with this cold front that's coming in it's gonna be in the 30s so i am i think the first night i can get back out there is thursday so
2: I'm not sure yet. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to be hunting, but I don't know where yet. I'm just kind of waiting to see how the wind and everything plays out uh, to pick between the, the spots. And I think I don't think Phil can hunt Saturday, so I'm going to be potentially solo or taking some other folks out. So we'll see. I'm got to put the plans together. The cool thing about the
0: tree farm is it is like I'm not going to go out there at 3 o'clock. They're not out there. But it, like the it's the last two hours of the day, so I feel like it's very convenient for my lifestyle. I can yeah. plan it really conveniently, yeah. and I can be there in 15 minutes. So uh, I'm hoping to get out Thursday night, and then one day this weekend at least. Mm. Nice.
2: So, yeah, well, hopefully we've got some blood on our hands next time so. we uh, next time we convene. Yes, sir.
0: All right, uh, we had Braden Ware, Dan. I almost called you Dan Johnson. Uh, Dan Hood. The original uh, Dan. The <laughs> OG Dan and Brad Luttrell. Uh, is, I think it was David called me out or called you guys out. I wasn't on that episode for because you guys don't do the roll call at the end. I yeah, yeah, was, was like, not. I don't know who to tag. I don't know who was on there. Uh, and apparently you and I sound a lot alike, Brayden. Oh, this is Brad speaking. I'm honored. Um, so, all right, you got Brad, Braden, and Dan. Let us know what you thought of our ignorant rant. Thanks, guys. See Bye. you.